And now, Truckers Radio USA presents... Look! Up in the sky! It's a bird! It's a plane! Where are their pants? The Derriers! Oh, yeah! The Derriers! Two amazing brothers boldly exploring the universe of music in the Americana Roadshow. The Derriers are Kansas City's dubious backup specialists. Elvis had the Jordanaires. These are the Derriers. Rhythm guitar, bass, and harmony vocals. Please welcome Leo and Roger Eilts, the Derriers. Welcome to the Americana Roadshow right here on Truckers Radio USA. I'm Roger Isles. I'm Leo Isles. And we are the Derriers. We're driving up and down the back roads of America, picking up any of the Americana music that we can find everywhere. That's right. In our rusty old motorhome. Yep. We're sticking to sticking them and putting them in a burlap bag. Burlap and bag and throw them in the trunk and just pull them out one at a time. That's right. That's, that's kind of how it is. That's how it works. And uh, people ask us, they say, Derriers, exactly what is Americana music? And, uh, you know, there's a lot of uh, definitions. Well, there are, but ours is the one we go with. But ours is the one we go with, and, and uh, it is that the song must have distinctive American roots. Exactly. And so, having said that, it could be a lot of different kind of music. It could be gospel. It could be swing. It could be Tejano. It could be jazz. It could be boogaloo. Classical. It could be doo-wop. It could be electronic. Or techno. Yeah, another techno. Word. Yeah, yeah, another word for so, it. So, yeah. all those things and more. And more. Yeah. And the format of the show is that each of us shows up each week with a uh, virtual handful of tunes that we have not yet disclosed to the we other We do one. not talk about it in advance. No. And, and uh, that's gotten us in trouble a couple of times, but... Well, yeah, but know, in a good way. In a good way, usually, yeah. Usually, yeah. Uh-huh. And uh, so we take time starting the show, take turns starting the show, and... Uh, I started last week. That's right. So you're on. You know, um, our buddy Dave McCarty... Oh, uh, yeah, I do. He sent me uh, a link... Uh, to this next group. Uh, I hadn't heard of them before until I started looking into it and I realized uh, I did know them. The name of the group is called the Western Flyers. Okay, yeah. Okay? Mm-hmm. So the band members are Joy McKenzie. Yeah. We know Joy McKenzie. We uh, do. He played with um, the uh, Quavy Sisters. Right. Right? Mm-hmm. Back them up. Yep. Uh, he's on lead and harmony vocals and archtop guitar, Katie Glassman. I know Katie. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So she was with uh, Katie Glassman, and um, what did she call her group? I can't remember offhand. It, it'll, it'll come to me. Uh, yeah, later, when it's too anyway, late. Yeah, we played with her down in Winfield, jammed mm-hmm. with her quite a bit. And uh, Gavin Kelso on upright, upright bass and harmony vocals. Wow. Now, he's one that I wasn't real familiar with. but um, So I, I kind of looked into these guys a little bit. One of the things that I found out, you know, you know Joey is just such a killer rhythm guitar player. Mm-hmm. Just out of out of sight, but um, he uh, has. Let me see. Let me get this right. Three time world champion champion fiddler. Oh, really? World Series of Fiddling champion and five time Texas State guitar champion. Wow! So he started out as a fiddler. Serious creds. And actually, the way that he got to know the Quaby Sisters is they came. Uh, Joey and his wife have a, a kind of a camp where they teach fiddle. Okay. And that's, uh, they, they started working with, uh, with them. So anyway, but anyway, so then, uh, so they've teamed up now with Katie Glassman. She's just got such a feel for the fiddle, just great rhythm and, and, and all that. Um, she's, you know, Texas style swing. And then, uh, Gavin, or I think it's Gavin Kelso, 
Uh, he says um, he he's a local boy from Neosho, Missouri. Oh, really? Yeah, not too far I, off. I didn't know. Yeah, that's pretty close. Yeah. So from 2012 to 2013, he was a touring bassist for the Quaby Sisters. Okay. Yeah. And uh, he's been dubbed the Baron of the Bass. So um, he's uh, it, it, they just put together a hot, hot Western swing uh, trio here. So uh, we're I, I really couldn't figure out there's one song i really wanted to do and it's just katie and um joey the yeah. two of them uh-huh. but we're gonna do one with all three when the bass comes in it makes it makes it great and this is a song we've done before but not by these guys sweet georgia brown to start the show pretty smoking hot wow yeah that's really really good all right well leo well what do you got well i got distracted i went i didn't go down a rabbit hole exactly i I revisited a rabbit hole let's put it that way okay Uh, you know how i am about the outlaw country thing i really read like to read about it like to listen to that music um but here's the thing about uh, outlaw music is pretty much uh dominated by a bunch of you know male performers true lots and lots of them we've we've featured him uh several of them on the show already i'm actually gonna play a a song uh by a gal uh her name was uh marshall chapman and uh, she was born in 1949 down in spartanburg uh, south carolina um and she um she got she went to an elvis presley concert 
1956, and she got really interested in rock and roll. And then one thing led to another, and she started writing music. So she's better known as a, uh, uh, an artist, a, a writer, than a performer, actually. But um, this started back in the 70s, and she's written songs that have been recorded by people. Get a lot of this. Conway Twitty, Joe Cocker, Jimmy Buffett, Emmy Lou Harris, Winona, Jesse Coulter, John Hyatt, Dion, <laughs> Olivia Newton-John, Irma Thomas, and Ronnie Millsap. You miss Lawrence Welk. <laughs> it's probably, wow. Yeah, I mean, she, everybody has picked up on her music, man. But she's really something. And I'm going to play this song. Uh, it's called uh, Somewhere South of Macon. And uh, this guy named David Cantwell kind of reviewed it uh, on this website that I was going. But he, he says uh, this song opens with a, a little more than one of the bouncing. It's a he calls it a burping bass line, you know, <laughs> <laughs> and it's kind of identified with the outlaw sound. Uh, but she is considered one of the founding members, of basically, of Outlaw, outlaw wow. Country. Yeah, man. Well, that's awesome. So it's it's crazy that I didn't know more about her until now. But now I, I've also been looking up some of her music and, and kind of put it on my playlist. So anyway, we're going to go back to 1976 uh, and uh, feature the song called Somewhere South of Macon by Marshall Chapman. I cut my teeth in a cotton mill town somewhere south of Macon. Mama fed me a bottle from a moonshine still to wash down the beans and bacon. And Papa worked the night shift, Mama worked day, never dreaming one day I'd turn and walk away. I'd turn and walk away from that cotton mill town somewhere south of Macon. Mama told me not to let my petticoat show Northeast, Southwest, Macon. Don't ever let my feelings show Cause it ruined my reputation I took a walk in the woods one Sunday And the wood turned dark and still Made love in a cotton mill town Somewhere south of Macon That mill town south of Macon Still had a hold on me And my folks they feel the sake of love Me I'm feeling free And I'd rather roam around Live until I die Than to spend my life Tired to wonder why I'm gonna slip into my calico dress And go down to the Greyhound station Gonna lay my hard-earned dollar down For a one-way destination Night driver, Lord, mister, take it slow While I wave farewell to that cotton mill town Somewhere south of Macon
tired to wonder why That built out South America That's kind of dark, isn't it? That's kind of dark. Yeah, but it's, yeah. A, it's a really cool song. What a great songwriter she is. Yeah, that's awesome, Leo. Thanks. All right. Well, you're up. Well, you know our pal, uh, Jill Westra. <laughs> oh, yeah, Jill. Yeah. My buddy. Yeah. So um, uh, a couple weeks ago, we talked about the Real Grid Happy Hour mm-hmm. and yeah. how we're doing a virtual open mic every week right now. And she did a song. She got done with a song, and I said, I said, who who was that? She goes, oh, somebody never heard of, a guy named Tim Easton. <laughs> so that was a challenge. Uh-huh, yeah. So uh, I started to look into it, and uh, the guy's really cool, and he does a lot of really great stuff. Um, uh, born in 1966 in Akron, Ohio, or at least he was raised there. He formed, formed a band there called the Kosher Spears while in college. The Kosher Spears? <laughs> my favorite pickle. <laughs> Just saying. So, uh, uh, but I zeroed in on a, an album of his called Not Cool. And it was uh, in 2013 he did it. He, he relocated to Nashville. And he recorded this set inspired by 50s rockabilly and blues, and they did it in just five days. Wow. So it said, uh, you know, all the touring that he'd done with his backing group, you know, had just, uh, he said, uh, it said uh, all the band members just knew what chords he wanted them to play, basically. So that's kind of cool. And it said together they mow down these quick, hard rocking tunes. I like this one a lot. And uh, like I say, I call it rockabilly. And this one's called Little Doggy. Hey, little doggy, a long time no see. Maybe you got a tight leash, but you don't have to turn on me. Hey, little doggy, are you down? Well, let's kick off the chains and get high on the town. A jumping band that's bound to suit your head out right. They're playing them old James and the lonesome whistle tonight. They're gonna make it the woman in the house get the love sick blues. They're gonna make it feel like it's 1962. Hey, little brother, let's get the Tennessee shake. Can't let it break you 
jumping band That's bound to sort your head out right They're playing Elmo James And the lonesome whistle tonight They're gonna make every woman in the house Get the lovesick blues They're gonna make you feel like it's 1962 The woman in the house gets the lovesick blues They're gonna make you feel like it's 1962 Rockability is a pretty good. I think that's appropriate. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Swinging stuff. It really is, man. That's cool. That's very cool. Thank you, Joe. That was a great tip. All righty, let's see. Where are we? I think it's your turn. Oh, it's my turn. Yeah. We uh, we we list when we talk about at the beginning of the show the different styles of music we feature, Mm -hmm. and uh, one of them we mentioned uh, just today actually was uh, techno or yeah, you know that kind of music, electronica. Mm-hmm. Uh, I, I was reading a while back here, I really got into the history of the Moog synthesizer. Oh, yeah. Which was one of the first musical instruments that really came out of all that research and everything. Revolutionary. Revolutionary. They were trying to make computers sing, right? basically. And it was a laborious process because those synthesizers had to be tuned. They were very temperamental. And they would only play one note at a time. They were not apparently uh, able to do what we call multiphonic, you know, or okay. more than one note at a time. So putting them together and making them do the music was pretty tricky. And uh, but some of the bands got out there and started kind of working with. Them. But today we take it for granted. Oh sure, we've got synthesizers that are all over the place. Oh absolutely, yeah. But um, there was this band that was called uh, Hot Butter. Okay. And they were uh, an, an American band, uh, and they were fronted by this keyboard player, a guy named Stan Free. Um, Anyway, in 19, uh, let's see, 1982 is when this song came out. And the other members of the band were some friends of his. There was Dave Mullaney, John Abbott, Bill Jerome, Steve Jerome, and Danny Jordan. And this song, I said 1982, this, this song came out in 1972. Oh, boy. So uh, it's, a, uh, it's, it's called Popcorn. And it's, okay. it seems like a really kind of silly song in a way, but when you stop to think about what went into making this thing work, and then you've got to consider the fact that it sold... Um, over two million copies globally. <laughs> wow! So it was like a monster hit. Uh, anyway, it's a lot of fun. You'll, you'll recognize it immediately when I start playing it. Uh, from 1972, uh, this is Hot Butter. The name of a song called Popcorn. <laughs>
That's an out right there. That's an out. That last note, man. Yeah. Oh, goodness. Well, that's fun to know uh, about what went into that song, Leo. It's a lot of work. for that. for that, yeah. The song itself is an acquired taste. I I guess it could be. (laughs) I remember it was fun when it happened. It was fun. Yeah, Yeah. pretty bizarre. Well, we've used up our time for this segment. Yeah, we got to do our usual thing. It's uh, tomorrow's moving day again. Go police the area, clean up. Clean up. Leave the area worse or better than we left it. Better than we left it. Yeah. (laughs) Something like that. Something like that. I know you have good intentions. Thank you. You're welcome. So, uh, hey, uh, grab that uh, uh, tire tester. uh, That that left rear inside dual is kind of a problem. But but we'll get it fixed. We'll get it fixed. So uh, we'll be back here with the Americana Roadshow right here on Truckers Truckers Radio USA. We're back, and we're ready for the second segment of our show today. We are. You know, we're broadcasting this week from the Shady Grove RV Park right here in Leesville, Louisiana. It's a great little tent. We're down south, uh-huh. and the weather is very, very nice down yeah. here. They say it never good. really gets cold during the winter, which uh-huh. is cool. Uh-huh. It gets a little hot and muggy, though, during the summer. It is Louisiana. It is Louisiana. Yeah. That's correct, yeah. So we, we've had a good time. You know, um, we have had a good time, and, and you know, people ask us, they say... Dairy hairs. Why is it that you travel across the country in that old RV, uh, you know, doing songs and doing your show well, and all that type of stuff? Well, the other people on this radio station, these friends of ours, right? Right. They stay at home all the time because they stay at their ranches. ranches. Yeah. Right. Uh, we don't have a ranch. Well, yeah, you or might we say. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We didn't have a ranch. But, uh, you know, just to say, Rex Allen Jr., of course, has the Rock and Diamond R Ranch in the Dos Cabezas Mountains. Dos Cabezas? I sure yeah. wish it was Dose Cervezas. Yeah. Yeah. I bet if we showed up, he would have Dose Cervezas. I'll bet he us. would. Yeah. i bet. Okay, we'll go with that. Allen Bailey, the Swing and Gate Ranch out in western Kansas. We've been there. We've been there. Tennessee Jim, the Diamond W Ranch on the edge of the Kansas Flint Hills. Never been invited. No. Nope. Orrin Friesen, Rock and Banjo Ranch. Of Absolutely, course. you bet. And, you know, we announced this last week. Yeah, well, we've had a kind of a, a fun thing happen. That's right. Yeah. We, we, we have a ranch. We have a ranch. Uh-huh. And, so, it's got and a name. And a name. And for our RV, because yeah. we were trying to find a name. Two things happen uh-huh. at once. Yep. Yep. So um, our RV and our ranch our is ranch. called, it's Ramblin' Rose, the RV Ranch. Ramblin' Rose. Ramblin' Rose. Why? Yes, sir. That's so, it. Uh, it's good to have a home. It is. It we is. always kind of did, but now we got a home with a name. You could call it a Rambler, except it's not. It's not. We owned one of those when we were kids. We did. This is a whole different thing. Yep. You know the other great thing about our ranch? I give up what? It's a ranch without without fence. fences. Yes, yes sir. Yes, it is. That's it. We go wherever we want. Wherever we want. Yeah. As long as uh, the tires hold up. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> that's true. We need to get a tire sponsor. We got to get a tire sponsor, yeah. really. Where is Firestone when you need them, or Michelin, or one of those guys? I don't know. Not I looking for know. us. I don't know. Okay. Well, where were we? I forgot. Oh, it's back to you, isn't it? It is. Okay. What do you got for us? So, you know our pal Katie Joe. Oh, Katie Joe makes another appearance. A never ending font of uh, great music. Uh huh. And uh, she suggested that we feature Ray Wiley Hubbard. Oh, of course. And now he's an interesting dude. Uh-huh, he really is. Uh, so uh, he was born in Soper, Oklahoma, 
And in 54, they moved to uh, Dallas, and he attended high school with Michael Martin Murphy. Oh, really? Yeah. Wow. <laughs> How about that? So um, he spent his summers um, uh, after, in college in Red River, New Mexico, playing folk music with a trio known as Three Faces West. And if I'm not mistaken, we met a guy a summer ago, a couple summers ago, that played in that trio. I think so, because I remember... And he's from Albuquerque, I think. Yeah, because we, we marked on the similarity of the yep. names, right? Because our band is Three Trails West, right? right. Yep. So uh, I, I couldn't locate his name right off, but I might come up with it. Okay. So anyway, during his time in New Mexico, Hubbard wrote, Up Against the Wall, uh, Redneck Mothers. Uh, right. Right. And it was first made famous by Jerry Jeff Walker. Exactly. And then a lot of other people covered it. So... Uh, Bolstered by the success of that song, he was signed by Warner Brothers Records, and he assembled a band of friends, and in 76 released uh, Ray Wiley Hubbard and the Cowboy Twinkies uh-huh. album, right? Yeah. So they recorded this thing. Well, unbeknownst to, to Ray, um, Michael Brovsky, who was a producer, decided to Nashvilleize the sound by adding overdub mixes and female backup singers to the recording. Oh, really? And the result was, in quotation, a botched sound that Hubbard disapproved of vehemently, but the album was re- released despite his attempts to block Oh, no. It. Yeah. Oh, no. So uh, anyway, he, he bounced around for a little bit and did, you know, uh, recorded here and there, and he kind of fell out for a little bit, but then he finally started to get kind of an underground following. And he has this unique uh, style of playing where he uses a strumming in the left hand and the fretting hand. It's actually a very old style, but, uh, you know, it's not frequently frequently seen in, you know, the sure, country right. music and that uh-huh. type of stuff. So anyway, um, I'm going to jump ahead on this one. And this is a brand new album that he just did called Co-Starring. Haven't okay. heard it, no. Uh, well, it's really cool. Uh, here's some people that are on it. Joe Walsh. Uh, Ringo Starr, Chris Robinson, Pam Tillis, uh, Paula Nelson, Elizabeth Cook, uh, and Peter Rowan, uh, amongst others. That's you know Elizabeth Cook. We'll have to get back to her, uh, okay? Because she's really something. But yeah, go ahead. So he said, um, uh, Ray said, when I ask all these cats to be on it, I didn't have to use guilt or shame. I'm not above doing that, but I didn't have to. I just called them up, and they all said, yeah, they would do it. So I picked this particular song called Hummingbird. Okay. Okay, so yeah. let me tell you a little bit about this. He said, I've always been a Martin guitar player, uh, but I kind of got into Gibson's, and I really like that low-end thump for blues and stuff. He said, my son Lucas worked for Gibson, and he got me a Hummingbird. I wow. bet he pulled, yeah, paid full a couple retail of stra- for it. Oh, sure, yeah. yeah. No and deals. He said, at our house, we have a Hummingbird feeder. I was just sitting there one day, and these little Hummingbirds are going around. I was playing a Hummingbird. So it just felt like I need to write about this moment. Ding, 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 It was just an acoustic thing. So he brought Peter Rowan on, in on this, He's, and, and we've featured Peter Rowan we before. We have, yeah. He said he has that incredible bluegrass legacy of mandolin and acoustic guitar. He played so cool and laid back subtle. It was just perfect. Wow. So let's listen to this. Um, Ray uh, Wiley Hubbard on co-starring Hummingbird. Now Hummingbird is a little critter Wings flutter so fast they're always blurred They're beautiful, dazzling, sparkling pines And there's a guitar that's called a hummingbird It's a square-shouldered dreadnought made by Gibson 
Mahogany back and sides the top is spruce There's a hummingbird drinking from a trumpet flower On a pickguard the color rose matus Doesn't it? Makes me want to go out and buy a hummingbird. You got it. Yeah, man. Those are those are nice guitars. I have, I know yes, a couple of friends that have them. They're mm-hmm. pretty sweet. Well, thanks, Katie Joe. It uh, it wasn't Snake Farm, but uh, it was Ray. Anyway, <laughs> Is anything so. Snake Farm? No, I don't know. Yeah, not at all. Well, Leo, what do you got? Guy named uh, Jameson Brown. All right, and everybody called him Junior. Oh, Junior Brown. Junior Brown. Oh, okay. Yeah. yeah. He now he was born in Cottonwood, Arizona. Uh, back in, I think, 1952 is what they said. And um, he, in this, at an early age, his family moved uh, to Kirksville, Indiana. And he said he first learned to play piano from his father, uh, apparently before I could talk, is, oh, wow. is the way he put it. Uh, anyway, he has released overall 12 studio albums in his career and has charted twice on the Billboard Country Singles Chart. So he's out there playing. And the thing is, he just loves to uh, collaborate with other musicians. He's all over the place. Right. Uh, but his signature instrument is something he built. He invented it. And, and it's called the Git Steel. <laughs> have you ever seen him play? I have not. He I've has seen video. It, it's a uh, it's a kind of a hybrid between uh, a regular guitar, six-string guitar, and a lap steel. Right. And they're built on one body, and it's on a stand. So he can check back and forth, you know, seamlessly and play it. He's got, and he uses steel, you know, when you play a lap steel, Right. right? Well, it's got a little slot 
So okay. when he switches from the guitar, he just grabs the steel and just seamlessly starts playing lap steel. <laughs> it's really something to see. Yeah, he plays in town when he, he does. comes through and stuff. He, he plays quite a bit. knuckleheads quite a bit. Uh-huh. So, yeah. so he's really something. I, I enjoy listening to him play. But anyway, uh, in 1996, uh, he featured... Uh, the Beach Boys did this as our one venture into country music. Okay. All right. Uh, so they did a, 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 an album called... It's, out of, it's been out of print for years. Uh, it's called Stars and Stripes Volume 1. There was not a Volume 2. <laughs> well, they had high hopes. <laughs> they had high hopes. So this is really going to work. Oh, it's going to be a money maker. It's going to be a maker. We're just going to get way over the top on this one. <laughs> so, no, it never. it's the only venture of the genre of country music. And, and, and ironically, it was also the last studio album to feature founding member Carl Wilson, oh. who passed away in 1998. Okay. All right. So I just love this guy. He's quite a character, and uh, the song that they played together, and uh, it's called you you know the song. It's four oh nine. Oh my! So he plays lead on it and sings. And he's got the Beach Boys backing him up, <laughs> doing a country style, <laughs> kinda. Wait, wow! Will you hear it, man? So here comes Junior Brown with the Beach Boys doing four oh nine. She's real fine, my four nine. She's real fine, my four nine. Well, I save my pennies and I save my dimes. Before I knew there would be a time, I would buy brand new four oh Great to have those guys as a backup. Yeah, band. You this know? is my backup band. I mean, just wall of sound vocal. You know, <laughs> it was great. Man. Yeah, that's cool. That's uh, fun. That's a treat. All right, let's see. I think it's your turn. It is, and we have not uh, done any big band lately. No, not lately. No. So I think it's high time. Uh, this is a guy with um, local roots. He was born in 1911 
in Wichita, Kansas. Wow, that's just down the road from where we live back home. That's right. Yeah. Stanley Newcomb Kenton. Stan Kenton. Stan Kenton. Okay, wow, great artist, man. Yeah. What a great band leader. So, you know, he did, he had pop hits from the early 40s into the 60s, but his music was really forward looking. It was all, you know, he was always trying different stuff and, and you know, looking for stuff. Matter of fact, uh, uh, he was also a pioneer in the field of jazz educated, education, created the Stan Kenton Jazz Camp in at Indiana really? University in wow. 1959. And I think that's still kind of a thing. But anyway, uh, um, he, so uh, he went through several different eras. You know, the band changed, got bigger, smaller, and all that stuff. But they say the most swinging band he ever fielded came when legendary drummer Mel Lewis joined the orchestra in 54. Okay. Okay. And um, so he had an album called Contemporary Concepts in 55, and then Hi-Fi in 56. Okay. I remember the hi-fi. Right? Yeah. And that's what we're going to listen to uh, off today. Um, it, it, it's very, they're, they're kind of more like a bebop type of sound, a lot of it. And um, the hi-fi, um, it was his it was greatest, greatest hit. Uh, it was his greatest hit, sorry, of 10 years earlier, re-recorded in stereo. Yeah. Okay. That's what Trick Van Trigger. Okay. Right. There right. You go. They always had that now in stereo. Yeah. And so um, it climbed all the way up to number 22 on the Billboard charts and provided much needed revenue at a time when rock and roll has started to become the dominant pop music in the United States. Oh, how cool is that? So he was surviving during that time. Sure. So there's a lot of good ones on there. I picked this one. I just think it's, it's fun and it's called Lover. Thank you. 
Michael. Yeah, baby. You know, I remember that. I don't remember that particular cut. I don't either. But you know who's carrying that thing, man? That bass player was rocking. Killing it, man. He Just was doing 16th it. notes in there, <laughs> part of that song. Wow. <laughs> He was rocking it, man. I hope he got paid by the note. Yeah. <laughs> oh, were that true? I bet not. Oh, look at the time. Yeah, I think we're out of time for this segment. So um, we can take a short break. We should do that. And uh, we'll be right back. Right here on Truckers, Truckers Radio, Radio USA. USA. Look out. We're backing up. Of course, that's what we do. We we back, back up. up. That's yeah. right. We that's are the derriers. We are the derriers. Yes, we are. Yeah. So this is the part of the show where we like to um, suggest that people uh, go to our websites. All of the websites. On all the internets. All the internets, yes. And of course, all the Facebooks. Facebooks as well. Right, yeah. true. Uh-huh. Mm-hmm. So um, uh, for this show, it's thederrieres.com. Mm-hmm. And uh, the band website is threetrailswest.com, yes. With the number three. The number three. Yeah. Exactly. And um, if you go there, uh, you will find a lot of content. content. And we're certain that if you watch it, you will be contented. contented. And if it gives you the urge to contact, contact us, us, there are contact us tabs at uh, both websites. That's true. Yeah. And don't become confused. Oh, not. Of course not. Not of course. I see what you did there. Yeah, I, I know. Yeah. I just working it. So, uh, but if you want to get directly to us, we do have um, email addresses. Mine is Roger, no D, at thederrieres.com. And mine is Leo, no D, at thederrieres.com. And uh, just let us know if, what you'd like to hear or uh, whatever. Uh, always glad to hear from you. Got a, we've already given out a, a, a lot of suggestions, used a lot of them on the show. We have, today. yes, including the name for our, you know, our RV ranch. That's right. That's right. So um, also, if you go to our website and go to the Americana Roadshow tab, uh, you can find any of our past episodes there. You can download them and listen at your leisure. As our good buddy Mike Carr says... Go nowhere, nowhere without, without the derriers. Perfect. Yeah, we appreciate it, Mike. Yeah. Thanks. So, Leo, I closed out the last segment, so uh, you're up. Well, uh, I, I kind of grabbed this this album. I, I like this album. It's the Flying Burrito Brothers. Oh, yeah. Okay. And, and back in 19... Now, there's a lot of controversy. That, you know, there were a lot of inner workings that were strange in that band. Graham Parsons was in, and then he was out. You yeah, know? yeah, right. Incredible guy. And there was a lot of changeover in personnel and everything. But in 1969, uh, they went to A&M uh, Studios in Hollywood and recorded a, uh, an album called Gilded Palace of Sin. Which oh, good name? Oh, that's a good name. That, that's a really catchy thing right there. <laughs> but the uh, it, it was it was basically um, the uh, band trying to capture the essence and the influences of people like the Everly uh, Everly Brothers, the Leuven okay. Brothers, old time music bluegrass guys, you know, and um, songs. They were trying to uh, marry country music with the soul sound that was associated with Otis Redding's Stax Volt label. Wow. And singers like Percy Sledge, which we will feature on this show yeah, at some sure. time in the future. But one of the things I like about this band is um, they had a, um, a steel guitar player named Sneaky Pete Kleinow. All right. And um, he had kind of an or- unorthodox steel uh, style. And you know how I feel about steel, you know? Yeah. There's so many different varieties, all the way from uh, Dobro, which is the acoustic version, basically, and then double neck, triple neck, pedal steels, non-pedal steels. They're all over the place. Well, this guy um, did a lot of strange things with his with his steel. One of the things he had an unorth- unorthodox way of tuning it. Okay. All right. It wasn't uh, the normal way, and um, he he liked to um, he liked to do this kind of a what can I say repartee. Um, he he kind of uh, creates a conversation between the lead vocal 
and his steel. He never really quits playing. Oh, wow. He's kind of all the way through kind of talking back, you know, to the melody and everything. When I play it, uh, you'll hear what I mean. And the other nice thing about this um, album was the album cover. And uh, it, Parsons was kind of leading the band. Graham Parsons was kind of leading the band at that point. So um, he took them all uh, to, to see this guy named uh, Nudie Kong. Oh, sure. He's the guy that made the nudie, nudie suits. suits of yeah, course. and yeah. those things were amazing. They were all custom made. Um, Porter Wagner was famous for wearing his suits and everything. So um, Graham uh, Parsons had nudie suits made for every member of the band. Gee whiz. And then they went out into the desert, basically, and posed in the desert wearing their nudie suits. So, <laughs> you know, it just stands out, sort of, you know, here we are in the desert in our nudie suits. Wow. Now, Graham's um, was pretty unusual because it, it said it featured a naked woman rendered as an old school sailor's tattoo on each lapel. Okay. Red poppies on the shoulders. You see where we're going here? Yeah. Deep green marijuana leaves on the front and embroidered secanol and tunol pills scattered everywhere. <laughs> so where are we going here, buddy? <laughs> anyway, uh, paradoxically, a Parsons asked that a flaming red cross surrounded by radiating shafts of blue and gold light cover the back of the jacket. This thing was a work of art. They Gee, all were. Yes. And the suit now hangs in the Country Music Hall of Fame. Uh, so, you know... If you want to go see something weird, look this album cover up online, and it's it's pretty funky. Anyway, this is the song I chose from that album to feature because I, I really particularly like the steel guitar work. And uh, the name of the song is called Christine's Tune. This is from the album uh, uh, Gilded Palace of Sin from 1969.
That's Dale, man. Yeah. He's just going completely nuts. I love that. Wow. That's yeah. fun. Okay, let's see. Mm, whose turn would it be? Mm, oh, I guess it's yours. You put me in a mood um, for a song with backup singers. So I don't know if you remember, a few shows back, I did a uh, uh, an educational tune called Electricity. Yes, I remember it. Yeah. With Tom Glazer and Dottie Evans. Okay. Okay. And I, I really like Dottie Evans' voice. It's just really um, kind of crystal clear, and uh, it, she just sounds like a nice person. You Ooh, know? okay. So um, I, I started researching her, and, and, and I could find very little. I think mostly what she did was um, uh, uh, speaking voice. Uh, advertising talent, that okay. type of stuff. Okay, yeah. But she did a little bit of recording. She wrote some. Uh, she recorded some tunes with uh, a person named Audrey Marsh, mm-hmm. and um, like they recorded uh, "Tonight You Belong to Me." Oh, sure, that's you a know. great tune. Yeah, but they, but they, sounds like they're singing like two little girls. You know, uh-huh. it's, it's kind of creepy. But anyway. <laughs> Uh, but I did happen to find this one on YouTube, and uh, it's a song called If I Give My Heart to You. Now, it was a popular song. It was written by Jimmy Brewster, um, and it, uh, there were popular versions done by Doris Day and Denise Lore. Both of those charted in 1954. Wow. Remember, we talked about that before. It was where, not uncommon. Uh, you know, the same per- uh, different people would do the same song. If it was a great song, everybody would do it. Right. Yeah. And so, so you, I think you'll recognize the tune. But um, she, she sings great in it, but she's got these uh, male backup singers that are just awesome. So let's listen to Dottie Evans, If I Give My Heart to You. If I give my heart to you Will you handle it with care? Will you always treat me tenderly? And in every way be fair? If I give my heart to you Will you give me all your love? Will you swear that you'll be true to me? By the light that shines above And will you sigh with me when I'm sad? When you promise all these things to me
take you know, backup singers for granted. Yeah, man, that was some complex stuff. There. Complex. I mean, she has a beautiful singing voice, but boy, that, those backup guys, they were doing that American Six kind of a harmony lot of that, thing. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, man. Very cool. Yeah. Well, look at the time. I think we have about used up our uh, welcome here. Oh, gee, yeah, we haven't Louisiana. checked, haven't we? Nobody's been throwing <laughs> eggs at us or anything yet. Not yet. Not yet. Uh, maybe we'll get out of here before that happens again. This is why we don't stick around very long. Well, yeah. We just keep There's moving. There's a lot of re- reasons. A lot of reasons, yeah. yeah. that's a good one. That's a good one. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, you know what? What? we got to figure out where we're going next oh, week. Oh, that's right. Yeah. we got to do the whole thing, don't that's we? That's right. Okay, well, okay. let's see. Um, so, uh, let's see. Um, whose turn? I can't remember. Uh, let's see. I believe, yeah, you threw the dart last week. So, okay. So, um, you get the map. I get the map. Okay, okay. it's back here. Back in that closet. I'm Put it back better. at the corner, It's way back in the corner. It keeps yeah. getting shoved under the coats. Yeah, I know. Did you find it? Yeah, I got it. Right. Yep. It's right here. Okay, okay. Okay, okay now put it up on that wall with all the holes in give it. Give me a you know. second. You oh. can see sunlight coming I can't see sunlight. <laughs> this is getting pretty bad. It is getting we bad. We can call this the holy wall. Well, or not. Or not. Yeah. Okay, it's up. All right, now, and you get now. It's in the spoon drawer, right? Which one? We I don't know how that happened. Not this one. we got to consolidate. Oh, okay, here it is. Okay. okay. All right. Get, get uh, got Airport it. Cover. Okay. I got it. All right. Okay. All right. Okay. Let's see. And the deal is, you got to turn around three times. Let me get in the circle here. You ready? Yeah, I'm ready. Okay. One, two, three. Throw the dart. Throw the dart. Oh, oh wow. Hey, we went up. Way north. Wow. Almost in the drink. Yeah, man. That's close. Um, right on the coast. Well, of New Jersey. New Jersey. Galloway Township, New, Zer- New Jersey. Galloway Township. It's a township, yeah. Wow. Well, that could be fun. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, it looks like we're close to the water. Hope, hope we don't fall in. <laughs> we, just keep, we just keep following the coast up there. <laughs> that sounds like fun. Well, that sounds like a road trip right there. Heck yeah. All right. Well, it's been a fun show, Leo. It has been fun. Yeah. And we've gotten a lot done. No, we didn't get anything done. No, we, we sure really. had a good time. We had a lot of plans. We had a lot of plans. <laughs> All right. Well, we'll be back next week with a lot of new tunes and a lot of new old tunes, I suppose. That's right. Everybody should be just tuned in. Remember, we're going to be back here in one week. That's right. All right. So, again, this is the Americana Road Show right here on Truckers, Truckers Radio, Radio USA. USA. And look out behind you. It's the Dairy Years.